0: Leadership with Pastor Carlos will take you from being an ordinary leader to a passionate leader. Get ready, get ready, get ready. If you would like to learn more information about Pastor Carlos's ministry, please visit our website, iChurchOKA.com. Hey, what's up, guys? I just want to welcome you back to Leadership with Pastor Carlos. We are excited uh, to be back at this and uh, just spend a little bit of time with you today. Uh, we're going to jump right into it. Um, this is something that uh, just kind of came to me one evening. It's, it's something that's been close to me uh, being a millennial and hearing the stuff that's going on uh, just with our generation. Um, just to throw some stuff out at you real quick, if you look at the workforce, 36% of our workforce are millennials right now. That's in 2017. And looking in three years from now, in 2020, it's going to be 46, almost half of the workforce is going to be millennials. So we're just going to dive into millennials in leadership uh, today with Pastor Carlos. Um, starting off, uh, Pastor, what role do millennials play within our church, within iChurch? church? Well, hi to everybody out there. Um, great question, great challenge. Um, I I think you
1: this one really challenged me. This topic, I was, you know, just telling you a minute ago before we started recording, um, I think, and the reason I think it's a great que- a great topic is because the millennial situation has really been um, stereotyped. You know, it's 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 almost difficult. So before I answer the question, I'm going to answer. I'm not avoiding the answer, but before I answer it, there's something I need to say, um, and it's that whoever's listening to this needs to understand that it's really... It, this is my personal opinion. And um, from a psychological point, I think it's really hard to define a generation. When you look at millennials, there's this mess. When you look at the categories of generation, for example, I'm a Gen X. I'm a Gen Xer. But then you have to ask, you know, who said up so? Because everybody has... You look it up, everybody puts a different date on it. It's like millennials... I was reading this book and I can't remember the author that says that the generation is not called Millennials. They're called the iGeners. And then there's this other one that says that the iGeners are not Millennials. They're Generation Z, which is Generation Post-Millennial. Same thing with with Generation X. Now, Generation X, some people say that it ends in 1976. If you were born before 1976, you're a Gen Xer. If you're born... After 1976, then you're not a Gen Xer. But then if you're not a Gen Xer, what are you? The next generation was generation, you know, um, was the millennials, right? It's Gen X and millennials. They say no, there's Generation Y. And I, I know I'm maybe confusing with everything <laughs> I'm saying. What I'm, trying to, what I'm trying to get to is that it's really hard to pinpoint two things. It's really hard to pinpoint when the generation starts and when it ends and everybody goes wild. Well, no, it started in 19... Nah, 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 and everybody's got their own opinion, but it just depends who you're reading and who said it and what point you want to prove, right? Um, now, as of today, and it may be that in the year 2049, somebody hears this podcast and, you know, um, and they may say, What the heck is this guy talking about? You know, but as of today, 2017... Okay, the moment is being recorded. Let's take from a standpoint that when we're talking about millennials, we're averaging people that in 2017 range from the age of 18 to 30. Okay, let's that's, that's set that as a standard just so... And, you know, we go down, maybe, maybe a 17-year-old, I wouldn't dare to do that. Maybe a 17-year-old, but maybe up to a 33-year-old, you know. Let's go up and down the scale. but Let's just stay in those, you know, 20 range, a little under, a little above, just just so we know who we're targeting at 2017. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm making reference to that generation and if whatever book you read if you want to call them I, I'm with you I would call them millennials I mm-hmm. would to me that's a millennial um, I think we might be in agreement in that but somebody might say well I don't think I'm a millennial because I hear it all the time every time we bring up a topic it's like no I'm not a millennial I, I'm a Gen Xer or I'm a Gen Z or I'm a Gen Y and I just <laughs> you know and it's, it's a mess what I'm saying so number one I want to make that disclosure and number two the second disclosure is I really believe that God created mankind in such a unique way. It's really hard to create. I'm a minority. I'm Hispanic, so I'm a minority. Uh, but, but then again, minority where? If I'm living in Puerto Rico, then I'm not a minority. You know, I'm a majority. You know, so what? Do you get what I'm saying? What yeah. I'm saying is that it's really hard for me to say um, millennials are all this way, mm. and that's going to be the premises of the topic because. The, it's a stereotype. Millennials Absolutely. all are lazy. That, that's yeah. that's a you know. Millennials are all gamers, and I know a lot of millennials who they hate games. You know, <laughs> they would just they won't they won't sit there for two hours. Now now the vast majority of them, you know, give them a PlayStation, give them a you know, give them a. You know, just give them a remote control, and they'll, you know, uh, whatever it is, and they're up there for hours and hours and hours and hours. And, hours. and you know, the guy recording this, he's yeah. a he's a gamer to he's, the bone. He's back here fist pumping. Yes, I don't see him behind me right now, yeah. but he's he's you know he's a he's a classic millennial. In how old are you? 27. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. He's a classic yeah. millennial in the range, gamer, hardcore internet. You know, but but I have met millennials that. They hate it. You know, that's just not them. So where I'm going at, and I'm not avoiding your questions, so I have an answer. So in the introduction, what I'm saying is we need to, to to be able to touch the topic. It's really crucial for us to understand that God created every man to his image, mm-hmm. and he is so big that nobody's identical. So so in the greatness of that, you when we talk about a millennial, know that we we are not making a stereotype where everybody's the same, but we're referencing to what we understand as eighteen to thirty year olds that tend to have common denominators. Um, I feel I have a common denominator with a lot of Gen Xers, but you ask a Gen Xer, and most Gen Xers say I'm a millennial because of the way I dress, you know, because of the way I act, because of the way I behave. But I'm forty plus, and and I am not a, you know, I, I wish I were a millennial, but I'm not, you know. I'm a Gen Xer, and I'm proud to be a Gen Xer, but in my case, you talk to any baby boomer from the industrial area and they will say Carlos Rodriguez is a baby boomer in the, in the mentality, in the age range of a Gen Xer. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I know millennials that their core values and their work ethics and their way of living is has been influenced by their surroundings where they adopt a lot. My son... Uh, oldest son Josh, he's a hardcore to the bone millennial, but he loves hanging out with Gen Xers and baby boomers because he relates to them, you know. So, what I'm saying is that there, there is whoever's listening, don't be offended on what we're talking about, <laughs> you know, swallow a chill pill, relax, and understand that nobody's a stereotype, God is unique, you are unique, however. There is a common denominator. So going to the common denominator of what many people have stereotyped as a millennial, because I do believe the category exists, um, 18 to 30s in the year 2017, a little bit above, a little bit under, depending who you are and how long it takes you to get out of a phase. Um, now, I would answer the question, okay? What role do millennials play in this organization? A crucial one. Crucial. I'm a millennial lover. I love millennials. I love them. I I breathe them. I learn from them. Um, they expand my knowledge. I really do. And the main reason for it is because I have limited capacities of what I could achieve. But I could also say I love baby boomers. I'm a ba- I love baby boomers because they. I love people that will think different from me because it makes me smarter. I'm not that smart to start with. So I need smart people around me, you know? So when I have a millennial... Right now, I'm sitting in a room and there's three of us and I have two millennials in the room, you know? <laughs> so it makes me smarter. Without the millennials, I, I might not be recording this podcast, you know? So the role they play in our organization is crucial because a millennial will give you a different perspective if you're not a millennial.
0: Hmm. That's good. Uh, So kind of... Piggybacking off of that, do you feel, let's think a little bit, maybe outside of even a church organization, do you feel it's vital for any organization um, to begin to place millennials in leadership roles? Definitely. I think they definitely need to do that.
1: I think they need to do it because if we look, you know, church is more than any other organization, to be honest, with you, because that's, that's my realm. I mean, businesses need to do it, too. Why? Because the the it's it's like a trend, you know. What was yesterday? There are certain things that you don't change. You know, there's ethics you don't change. There's beliefs you don't change because you believe it's there. But styles need to change, mm-hmm. and the problem is the new generation will always bring the style. We need as much millennials now in our workforce, in our leadership roles as millennials will need generation x you know Mm -hmm. uh, the one that comes after generation y or the Mm i-gen however you want to call them as much as they'll need them why because mindsets change and if you don't change you'll die you want to see a classical example of that any church leader listening to me right now any ministry leader listening to me right now if you do not broaden your mindset with people uh, that come with a different mindset a younger one a more vibrant one (laughs) you're going to get older and, 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 and it's going to get boring. And you'll die. Um, I, I just heard of a church that... Um, I'm not going to mention the name. But it's a church in, in Charlotte, North Carolina. And they were open for 140 years. And the building just closed down. And, and it's a multi-million dollar building. And all this money and all these great giants... Uh, I refer to giants on Dave Ramsey. I'll explain that in a minute. Um, but all these great giants that were before us built this awesome awesome building in church and it's just beautiful you know and it's all stained glass and it's you know it's it's just beautiful i mean we don't use that in our in our in our organization but i still love them and it's empty you know why everybody was white haired and died they were the silent generation the ones before the baby boomers. they they grew old they died their kids left the church they 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 didn't embrace new Mm -hmm. because they were afraid of change and the church died. Your ministry, your worship team will die. Your praise team will die. You need to make modifications. You, I mean, you have a baby boy, right? Mm-hmm. How old is your boy now?
0: He is eleven months. He'll actually be a year in twenty-seven days.
1: All right, he's yeah. gonna be a year old. <laughs> I promise you that that baby has influenced your life and changed you. Oh yeah. And you're gonna in a year. I don't know if he watches TV yet at that age. Maybe not. But but in a year, you're gonna be watching. You know, I remember, I, I remember watching all these cartoons, these silly cartoons with my kids. These silly. I remember watching Sesame Street after I was a grown adult. Why? Because I needed to embrace the new generation behind me to meet them where they're at. If I don't meet them where they're at, there's no, there's no correlation. There's no connectivity. So, so I would die as a dad. So it's not mm-hmm. just it's a dad issue. You know, I know there's not a family podcast, but it's it's the same thing. It's a it, you will disconnect. That's why a dad who has daughters. When he has a daughter, he's, he, you know, the, the daughter's putting lipstick on his lips and, and he's putting, you know, she's putting pins in her hair and, and he's looking like a fool. And you say, why? Why did he do that? Because he connected with her. And if he doesn't connect with her, watch this, he will lose her. Churches have lost millennials because they will not connect. Mm. Our organizations, our businesses, our managers, you need to find this millennial and connect with them. With some reservations. I do have my reservations. I'm not saying go fire everybody and hire millennials. (laughs) But what I'm saying, because there there is a downfall to millennials also. But what I am saying is embrace millennials in leadership so you could connect with them and your organization could have longevity. So your ministry could have longevity. You need to be able to do that.
0: Mm. And, and I'm glad you kind of you said take a chill pill uh, because this next question is, is kind of going to give that opportunity. You know, you said there's always positive and negatives. I mean, every generation is going to have positive and negatives. Um, so uh, just with uh, what we said, you know, millennials being 18 to, to 30, um, what are some positives that you've seen and even some negatives that millennials have brought to the table uh, within leadership roles and within the organization. You know, out of all the questions, that's your number one question. You know why? Because it's objective.
1: I think it's the number one question. I think it's the best. I think just that question, this moment right here, is a reason for you to listen to this podcast, share this podcast, and give it to somebody. This is why we do this. Because we need to to be able to understand, to grow. We need to learn. I'm going to tell you what I think is the positive side. And this is just a personal opinion of all millennials. I love, and I think it lacked in my generation, the passion and the, the, the freeness that millennials bring. Millennials have a free spirit. Millennials tend... They, 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 they flow better. The, the passion is just there. Millennials, when they... They don't get on fire for everything, but when a millennial is on fire, baby, he is on fire. They're passionate. you know when they when they when they become gamers, they're gamers hardcore. you know, if they accept something in the organization, if they accept the role, it's not halfway in and and we are living in a society of people that quit too quick and lack passion to do things. Millennials do not lack passion. I think that's the positive. the negative to millennials. Um, that free flow spirit could sometimes be bad too. And I'll tell you why. Because millennials don't like to be, they don't like programs. Millennial hates to the structure. They don't like the structure. Now I'm not saying everybody, but the majority of millennials, they don't like the structure. You know, everything has to be programmed. Everything, has, in, our, in our organization, we have worship services. We have order of worships. And when we do worship services and we do order of worships, millennials freak out. Well, why do do we have to have everything clocked in? Well, why do we have everything timed in? Well, why do we have to do? And and the problem with that is that there has to be a certain level of respect to the organization because without structure, your body would just collapse. You need structure. So a a millennial with passion and, and creativity and innovation that will accept Structure, oh man, that is like power to the end. You know, that is, you, you can't measure that, man. That's gold right there. But most millennials, most of them, they get upset with structure. They get, and the problem with getting upset with structure is that you devalue, I maybe I just made that word up, but you, make, you take the value off of those that were before you. And that's dangerous. You know, it's really easy to sit in the room and I've done this. I invite millennials to sit in the round table and we discuss the development of our organization. I love hearing their feedback. And I remember one guy sitting in one and he says, well, the problem with us is that uh, uh, we're not relevant, man. We're not relevant in some issues. And that was very alarming to me because everybody considers that our organization is super relevant to the community. So I asked him, why would you say that? He says, well, for example, man, for elections, you know, we didn't, we didn't talk about Donald Trump in the election. In 2017, that's a big issue, you know? <laughs> we didn't talk about Trump or Hillary Clinton or the presidents. We didn't talk about that from the altar on Sunday morning. We didn't do that. And, and here's the problem with that. The problem with that is if you call that, do you call that relevant or do you call that lack of structure? Church isn't built for a political platform. just mm. not. Separation of church and state has been really one of the best things that ever happened in North America. Why would you mix it? Do I, Did I stand and tell people you need to vote? Yes. Did I stand and tell people go out, do your duties, acknowledge your gifts, the privilege that God's given you to live in democracy? And But am I going to tell people who to vote for? No, I'm not going to do that. Well, Pastor, you're just wrong about that because you got to defend Christian points of view. No, I got to respect humankind. I got to love mm. people who surround me regardless who they are. That's my job. Now, if you ask me. Who do you think I should vote for? That's a whole different ballgame. But if you don't ask me, I need to respect your privacy and kept separation of it. But this guy wanted me to do that on a Sunday morning and I'm just not going to do that. And then when I explained to him, well, we're not going to do that because we're going to respect everybody's beliefs. Well, I don't care what people think. That's a problem. Why? Because the country we live in today and the organizations we have today were built on the shoulders of giants. That's a Dave Ramsey quote. Dave Ramsey, a great leadership um, teacher, says that he tells his staff, never forget the shoulders of the giants you stand on today. And I love that quote because we can't, you know, we can't, I can't be a Gen X and disown baby boomers. I can't do that. You know, in my generation, I my generation were the ones that brought electric guitar into the church. We brought the electric guitar and woo woo. We were the rebels with an electric guitar. We brought a drum set, a live drum set, in the church, and that was my times. And the baby boomers were the uh, traditionalists. Well, that's just darn right wrong. One guy told me, "Drums? That's of the devil. That's a devil tool. That's a devil worshipping tool because the Africans use it to worship devils and spirits." It was to that degree. Here's how we brought drums to the church. We never disowned or disrespected what they believed. We Mm -hmm. honored them. There's a Bible verse in Leviticus 19.32 that says, You shall stand up before the gray-headed and honor the face of an old man, and you shall fear your God. I am the Lord. The Bible says, I'm your Lord. Respect the elderly. Now, here's the problem. Here's why it's not happening. Because elderly are disrespecting millennials. Millennials. So they're they're making it reciprocal. And that kills us because God called us to love one another. So what I'm saying is that when the negative to millennials, he needs to acknowledge the shoulders of giants before him and love them for what they did. And understand that, yeah, you know, there may be a change. Millennials brought to church, you know, to some churches, lights, smoke, the gigantic screens, the high definition, the portable churches, And Gen Xers are like, well, I just like my old preacher standing before me. No, embrace what was, love what was, and embrace what is to come. And that gives great leadership. You solve the negative with the positive.
0: Kind of leading in just to to our last question. um, This has been so good. This is good just for me uh, being a millennial and, and hearing that. And, and I think the big thing, like pastor said it's going to stick out to me is, is just remembering, uh, the shoulders of the giants that, that came before me. And, and man, that's just so good. Uh, how do you feel millennials will, sh- uh, shape the future, um, of organizations, especially I church, you know, um, here's what I think
1: about millennials that I, if you have, they have many good attributes. Um, I think that the best attribute that will change the future for us, with millennials. I think they think quicker than any other generation. Many people say, "Well, they're just downright lazy. They're just this, this, this." I, I don't believe that. I think, I think, I think I'm a visionary. I love thinking about tomorrow. Gen Xers lacked vision. Baby boomers had it. They thought about the future. They, they thought about retirement. Millennials. Don't think about retirement as much as baby boomers worried about it. But Gen X just lost that. So I think that millennials are bringing to the table the Netflix concept. I just made that up. I'll tell you what the Netflix concept is. Did you ever go to Blockbuster? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Okay, you're old (laughs) enough to have gone to Blockbuster. There was a day where you went to the Blockbuster Video Store to pick up your movie and you check it out. You take up home your VHS. You pop it into your video. The whole thing was an experience. And it was, a, it was a, just the two-hour movie and one hour to pick it up. And then you re- rewind <laughs> it before you return it. That generation, we learned to be more patient with things and wait. And that's a good thing. Gen Xers did that. Nowadays, you want to watch a movie, you just Netflix it, you hit it, and you watch it instantly on your screen. That's all you do, you know? And that fast food restaurant, getting everything served to you under a minute, that download of information and technology, I really believe that has made a savvier, quicker generation than ours was. I think ours is more careful on constructing structure, but I think millennials don't wait as long. They want it real. They want it in the moment and they want it quick. Why wait for tomorrow when I can do great now? And I think it's almost a combination of the greatness of a Gen Xer and a baby boomer the positive in the millennial. So I think millennials will bring faster growing organizations if we allow them to lead.
0: Yeah. Um, and I'm just downloading off. <laughs> this is so good. Um, I just want to say thank you, Pastor. Uh I know some of these questions were just kind of just out there, but um, I feel like this is just such a good uh, topic just to touch on. And and I really believe that it's going to bless a lot of people's lives. Um, Not only millennials, it's going to bless Gen Xers and baby boomers that are out there. And um, so, man, just thank you so much. Thanks for being with us Uh, guys. We love you. Uh, We can't wait for next time. Amen. And I appreciate everybody downloading this and sharing it and,
1: Handing it out. Let people know about this, guys. We don't know it all, but we want to share what we have. And I thank you for taking the time out to be here and Gino and the guys for working on this. And here's my last counsel to everybody out there. No matter what business you're working, a line of production, a business, a store, a manager, a cashier, if you're a ministry leader, whoever you are, this is my last word of advice for you. Honor those before you and those that are older. Let's embrace those that are coming up. Millennials embrace those generate that next generation. You know that embrace the generate embrace that generation. See that high generation embrace it. Change is beautiful if you embrace it with order. That's it, guys. Thank you very much.